So that's a little bit of who I am uh, and what I do. Um, yeah, so uh, the other part of your question is, why do I do what I do? Well, I do what I do because, I, first of all, I love it. I believe in it. I've seen how it has helped my own life. I see how it has helped my client's own life, especially when they're stuck, when they've, like I said, gone through the 95% of the things that do help most people. And um, I've seen some real breakthroughs. Um, each, I love my work because each session is unique. My work is always customized to the client. And those are some of the reasons I do what I do. Excellent. Um, I guess my first question to you is, did you, did you have any mentors when you were first starting out? Yes, absolutely. So I, you know, as I said, I have as, uh, intuitive gifts. I have natural abilities and I've had training. You know, I always tell people whatever, what, what I've learned is we all come into this lifetime with baseline abilities to do the type of work I do. Okay. We all have it in us if we choose to do it. And some of us are meant to do this type of work at a deeper level, the next level. I learned in my case that uh, I was given from God extra gifts that were meant, meant to come on at this later stage of my life. So, um, yeah. And, um, but, and going to, to your question, did I have mentors? Absolutely, yes. Mentors are very important. You know, it's, you know, there's a lot of things we learn on our own, which is great. And there are other things we learn by being in community and having a, a, a person that's been a person that's been doing this type of work for 30 plus years. They know, uh, you know, what it's like to be on this spiritual journey to do healing work. OK, it's like any journey, whatever people, if it's real estate, uh, law, whatever people choose to do as their profession, vocation. They're going to be challenges for everyone and being on the spiritual journey. It's not all glamour and glory. I assure you that just like everything else. That being said, so mentors can really guide you and kind of say, you know, I, I've, I established a holistic healing practice. Here are some of the really things you need to do to attract the clients you're meant to serve or, you know, uh, yeah, they provide valuable guides and, and, and the training, you know, to kind of give you the, the tools. And it's like everything, you know, you have a foundation with your tools and training. And as always, a lot of the learning comes with the practice of working with clients. You always learn new things. Excellent. Um, were there any obstacles and challenges that you had to face head on in the beginning of your practice? And if so, how did you overcome them? Yeah, great question. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So as I, I mentioned, you know, my first pack background, professional background, I have a PhD in Hispanic studies. Uh, I taught at the college level for 20 plus years, wrote books, articles, editor of journal, uh, you know, taught everything from Spanish one to advanced classes about Mexico, Latin America, Latino United States. So that's one background, you know, teaching. And um, I think just the journey to becoming your own, a solopreneur, a business owner, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, when you're in an institution, if you're working for a company, corporation, you have certain supports, you know, built in that come with your, your, your job. When you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, you do a lot of the stuff yourself and learn a lot, especially about, you know, uh, not just your spiritual work, but business, you know, how to run a business. So that, you know, that's a learning. I think the other thing, um, I think for anyone, when someone, maybe some of your listeners are, have made or thinking about making, making what I'm going to call a radical career change, you know, something very different, not just a little bit different from what you're doing, which is fine if you choose. But, um, you know, especially the type of work, you know, 
definitely teaching the type of work I did at the university and some private high schools is of service. Teaching is fundamentally of service. It's service to humanity. And so what I'm doing now, I believe, is service to humanity at an even much deeper and profound level. So uh, and so when you're making that transformation, that metamorphosis, kind of like the butterfly, you know, uh, you know, there's some step stages that are just kind of messy. Not everything's going to go smooth. It's not a linear process like the jet that just smoothly takes off. You know, there are going to be some bumps in the road. You know, you're going to fall down. You're going to need to get yourself up, get your butt up and keep going. So and I think especially with spiritual work, because to do the type of work I'm doing, I've had to, you know, look at my own stuff cleared out. So I'm a clearer channel. And that's just a journey. So um, those were have been some of the challenges I faced. And part of it is working through it. I think, uh, you know, getting like you said, the mentor, the the type of knowledge you need. And a lot of it's just experience. You know, sometimes it, it tests you like you ask yourself, is this what I really want to do? Bam, this is this is challenging. And you go, yes, and you keep going. So, yeah. How much um, research and um, thinking did you put into before you decided to um, have the career that you have now? Yeah, well, uh, it's funny because one, what got me into doing what I'm doing was my challenges in my first career. I, as a, a professor, I ran into a lot of obstacles, okay, that were repeating patterns, okay? So it wasn't just one job, I said, this is happening again, and you know, it's like everything. You look at your own, you know, actions, behaviors, and I said, you know, this isn't me, there's something bigger going on. So, so that led me to pick up the phone, I called my brother, and he gave me some guidance. So that kind of got me doing you know, what I'm doing, you know, in energy medicine, because uh, I worked back in 2007, I was still a college prof at the time. I worked with an energy healer. I was in Boston. She was out in New Mexico. I worked two one hour sessions with her over the phone. And when nothing had changed in my professional life, you know, that that needle on the dial, like of a, you know, of a, a gauge, you know, started to move. Not everything changed overnight but I saw some progress, so that got my attention. So, um, what was your original question? I'm sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. I, I know I answered most of it, at least a chunk of it. Um, my, my original question, I believe, was how much thinking and research and- Yeah, 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 yeah. Did, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so actually, so by time 2007, I'll be honest. So everyone's going to be different. I'm just going to share my experience. When 2007 rolled around, I had been thinking of making a career change mm, since 1999. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this wasn't something I did overnight because, again, everyone's different. Everyone's situation is unique. I'll just share my experience. So in my case, you know, this is a different time. You know, that was 1999 or 20, yeah, 21 years ago. You know, things are a little different now. But back then, you know, you're kind of clear, like I'm running into these patterns of challenges. I can't seem to break through them no matter what I do. Yeah, am I meant to do something else? But then there's that question of, well, what would that be? You know, for and for some reason, they may know exactly what that would be. And, you know, there were many aspects I enjoyed about being a, a professor and teaching and writing and working with students a lot that I enjoyed. And there were other parts that just kept kind of repeating. So, um, you know, it was a, a slow process. And even then making the transition to doing what I'm doing, it's been, I'll be honest, kind of like a 10 years in the making. So I'm not encouraging everyone to take 20 years to make their transition. But everyone's going to be different. We're each on our own journey. It's not like a race. You know, maybe some people will make it in a year. You know, they're just very clear what they want. They know what it is. Boom. More power to you. So if if there's anyone out there that's been kind of in that struggling, like, you know, just be gentle with yourself. You know, do what you can, but be gentle to yourself. No need to beat yourself up because it's, it's different for everyone. 
Absolutely. I guess my next question to you is what would you say that you have more patience with your clients or do you have more patience with yourself? Ooh, great question. Let me think. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be, I, I actually probably have more patience with my clients than with myself. Um, I, I think so, you know, when I'm working with clients, um, I would say, um, you know, I go in, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I listen and I, I'm, I'm be tracking the energy of what energetically is important. I connect with God source creator, archangels of my light team, and they point me to what's like, what's the inner, what's the relevant part of their energetic story. Okay. That it lights up. I see it energetically and I know to start there with that issue. Um, so I always go in my source, uh, my, my intention is just that we have the best and highest outcome for the clients and the best and greatest outcome for all concerned. So I, I'm with clients very patient, you know, everyone's going to change at their own pace. Some are, you know, more energetically ready for a change than others. And that's fine. You know, everyone will be different. So going back to myself. Yeah, I think, you know, I, in a lot of ways I am patient for myself and, um, on, you know, other things, you know, I think we're, you know, we're, in, we're in the modern day world of Instapot, Instagram, you know, we, we want things now, right? I mean, we can get music, you know, when we want it, listen when we want it. And the truth is some things still take time. You know, I, I use the example of, you know, let's say we want to, we, we want to make chicken. Okay. Say, uh, calls for, uh, yeah, bake the chicken for, for 30 minutes at 325. Okay. It may or may not be it. So don't, don't, don't take my recipe. That's not my greatest strength, but, uh, okay. So, so you say, okay, 325 at 30 minutes. Well, how about if I just do 700, uh, 700 temperature at 10 minutes, mm, some things you can't speed up. You'll probably catch uh, the house on fire. The chicken won't taste too good either. So some things still take time. You know, you talked about mentors and there's still some things take time and there's a craft, you know, we all love, I do too, you know, the hacks, you know, is there a shortcut? And sometimes there is. So, Hey, if we can, you know, achieve a result with maintaining the quality and less time, I'm right there with you. And I want it probably more than you do. I may even push you down. No, I'm just joking. But, you know, so I, I get it. But some things still take time. And uh, we do have to be patient with people, especially right now with everything going on in the world. Yeah, a lot of people are under a lot of stress. And I think just be compassionate with people, sending out love to everyone. Because a lot of people are going through stuff. We have no idea what they're going on, what's on their plates. And uh, yeah, be patient with, with others. And I think you're right. Patience with ourselves. Excellent. Um, would you say that the tactics and techniques you use for your clients, um, once they're able to, um, once you're able to help them, would you say that they would will be able to implement those techniques on their own, or yeah, is it only, is it only um, is it too complicated for them to be able to help themselves with it? Yeah, great question. So uh, yeah, Sean. So what I always tell my clients, I always tell them, I want them to have some tools to help themselves as much as possible. Okay. So I'll make recommendations of energy healing tools that they can learn themselves, okay? To help themselves, their, their family, their friends, okay? Because I think it's all about empowerment. All of us want to help ourselves as much as possible, okay? So, so I make some recommendations. And there are, all, there are times when all of us, including me, we get stuck, we hit the wall, we're too close to a situation, 
we would benefit from the expertise of an outside perspective of someone that you know does know what they're doing and um that's where i come in so that's why i said you know do everything else you know go through the 90 95 percent of things that either you can do on your own you've worked with other people then book a consultation with me okay so i don't want people to feel like they have to come running to me once a week once a day once a month it's what they choose you know if they have like 25 health issues on their plate they'll probably benefit and they've been stuck for 15 years with those they'll probably benefit in that case with working like a practitioner like me yeah over time um but uh, ultimately i think it's about self-empowerment do as much as you can for yourself actually um i guess my next question to you is have there been any specific times that you felt like the tactics you were using were working were working too well and <laughs> or uh, yeah go ahead mm -hmm. go ahead I'm sorry go ahead finish your question does that make sense I think, or here's how I'm going to interpret and you tell me if this, what you had in mind or not. And we can, so do things work too well? You know, that's funny from time to time. I will have clients that said that will tell me your work is too fast. And I said, you know, my intention when I go into a session is that my clients get improvement in the fastest, quickest, gentlest way possible. Because when, uh, you know, and that if, if they have a situation that happens, you know, to really resolve itself in one or two sessions, great, okay? Um, you know, so I'm very clear. My intention is, again, is for my clients to improve as quickly as possible. Um, you know, and some people, they've been stuck with an issue for 30 years with a lot of trauma. It probably will come undone over time. Okay. Cause I know when, when I need help with an issue that, you know, I'm in pain, I've done as much as I can for myself and I work with a high level healer. I want to receive that too, that I get as much as possible as I'm allowed from God's source creator to make as much progress in one session. But also, if I had a if I've had a lifelong issue, it's probably not going to go away in thirty minutes. Okay, hopefully we'll see some improvements. But um, but I, I I've actually had a few clients say, "Wow, I've worked with a lot of other people, and you're really fast." Actually, just recently, I I worked with a, a, a gentleman that's you know going through a divorce. Um, from his perspective. It was quite, uh, unexpected, so it got kind of blindsided from his perspective. Uh, when he called me, it had just been five days after he served, got served papers. So he was still in shock. You know, I'm pretty, pretty rattled, and understandably so. And I worked with him, one 30-minute session. The next day, he wrote me. We cleared a lot of stuff. He goes, wow. He goes, after one session of working with you, you know, I'm still on the mountaintop, you know, I still have a lot on my plate and I'm no longer looking over the edge of the cliff. Hmm. Interesting. I also worked with him, this gentleman for a second session. We work and he, he shared with me, his words were, he goes, you know, the work you do. Wow. Again, all this comes from God source creator, the type of work I do. I hold the space, but that's where the healing comes from. And he said, you know, I've worked with other licensed professionals. Again, there's a time and place for everything. So, you know, go to whom you think if you're seeing a licensed professional for something great, you know, it's, you know, it's between you and your licensed professional. He goes, I've worked with so-and-so and we've made uh, more progress in two sessions than in six months with that other person. So that's what's possible. Again, each person will have his or her experience and they'll know what's best for them. 
Um, what is your thought and input on the saying one size fits all? No, absolutely not. Each person is unique. Each person uh, is like the twinkle of a star. And um, each that's that's I think one of the beauties, you know, again, let's say I'm going to just use an example. Let's say uh, maybe one of your listeners has a headache. If the once in aspirin takes care of your headache, let's stay there. Okay, great. You're solved. No long term side effects or anything. Good. Stay with your once in aspirin. You got a solution. Um, but, uh, each person's unique. And one of the beauties of my work, energy medicine, the type of work I do, it's always customized to the individual because each person's unique. So let's say, you know, person number one had a headache. They took the one cent aspirin. They're good. Great. Someone else has migraine headaches for 30 years. They've done all the things that, that really at least mitigate or end them for most 95%. They don't. Let me look what's going on with your energy field and good chance will make good headway. So my approach is always customized. That's excellent. Um, How, what would you say is the most challenging and um, the most the easiest clients you've ever had? Okay, I'll start with the easiest. So the I think the easiest clients to work with are those, again, that are already in the holistic space. So they've done a lot of work. They're on a spiritual journey. They recognize that they have a role in their own healing, okay? So any healer or practitioner that they see, uh, you know, as I said, the healing comes from above God source creator, but they're co-creators in the process. Okay. So people have a major role in their own healings. Okay. Uh, and I think they're, they're grateful and appreciative for the work. You know, sometimes the progress, they make a little progress. Sometimes they make huge progress in one session and they're always grateful. So I think they're in that state of gratitude and flow, okay? So those are probably the easiest p- people to work with. Okay, um, the the more challenging people to work with and they usually don't wind up my clients are people, in my case with my work, since it's very um, kind of spiritually based and experience based, if they need to see 5,000 years of scientific studies about what I do will work for them. I'm, I'm probably not the best practitioner for them. Okay. Um, I think those individuals that, you know, if they look at my rates and they're just looking at, uh, kind of treating it like Walmart for their soul instead of, you know, when people are on the spiritual world, they're at soul Mart. They're looking for someone that can help their soul. But for those that are treating this like Walmart and they're just looking for the quote unquote cheapest, lowest price without really looking at the results they're getting, again, they're probably not going to be my clients. Um, And I think those that uh, the last thing I'd like to say, the, the challenging people are those that expect you to quote unquote fix them. Okay. Again, all these things I've learned over the years that I try to make it clear you know, what's possible. I always tell people, yeah, I can't guarantee you an outcome because every session's different. You know, maybe so-and-so had you know, a huge breakthrough. Can I say that will be the same for you? No, I just can't. You know, that's, I always work with honesty and integrity. And I just know that anyone, any practitioner worth, worth his or her salt will give you that type of answer. Okay. So those are some of the more enjoyable and more challenging clients to work with. Excellent. Um, what would you say the majority of your clients are, um, people who are caregivers, pets, um, individuals who have disabilities and or 
mental health issues or um, does, does, does that question make sense? Yeah, I think the, the strand where I'm going to start with your question is I think what a lot of people that see me or their animals that want me to see their animals, um, they're very empathic, okay? They pick up on a lot of what's going on in the world, okay? They often get kind of overloaded with information. They often take on the energies of other people. They can feel things. Sometimes you know, they're fine, all of a sudden they get real sad or angry. They go, where did that come from? Okay, so part of that, so I work with a lot of sens sensitive souls, sensitive individuals, you know, sometimes people call them empaths. So they're just very in tune with the world and what's going on. And so, you know, that obviously is an important quality in teachers, caregivers, people working in hospitals. You want them to care about people, of course. And sometimes uh, these types of individuals don't have strong energetic boundaries where they just take on everything, become overwhelmed, stressed out, and ultimately it uh, impacts their health and well-being. So I think that's one common denominator of the people that I, I see. Uh, especially, let's let's go to the issues of caregivers. You know, so the different types of caregivers. Maybe someone, uh, a caregiver working with someone with a, you know, some type of disability. It may be physical. It may be emotional. Whatever it is, you know, uh, or difference. Um, for other people, maybe like uh, there are a lot of people out there in this country, you know, that are that are taking care of their parents. Okay, you know, whew, we've learned, you know, for a lot of people. You know, when it comes time, people get older. Uh, not everyone can afford to move to retirement community. Assisted living, all that is very, very expensive. Many people don't have the resources. So often family members become, you know, the caregivers or at least, you know, t uh, you know provide primary care or at least for a, for a, a loved parent. Uh, and that can be taxing and exhausting because you, you love them, you give them, and sometimes... They probably feel overwhelmed by what they can't help. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, I I can only imagine sometimes the 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 family members who are taking care of the parents. Um, sometimes the parents might get frustrated because they might because of the simple fact that they need help. Um, Oh yeah. Um, uh, in my opinion, sometimes that can ha have a negative effect on their pride and um, things that they want to accomplish themselves. Um, they can't do anymore, and I think that that must be frustrating to them. Yeah, I think for a lot of, uh, you know, people that are aging and, you know, um, maybe not as mobile or maybe having some, you know, memory issues. It is, you know, because uh, especially these, you know, you know, the older generations of what we have left from World War II and, uh, you know, the baby boomers, you know, that generation was very independent. They did a lot for themselves. It was a very hardy generation that's been through many things okay and yeah you know and i think that's true for all of us any generation most of us want to do as much as we can for ourselves and it is you know when you realize for whatever reason uh again this isn't everyone but you know sometimes we get older and we're probably no longer wise for some people to drive it's hard to give up that independence you'd like to just <laughs> that car and go somewhere go grocery shopping Go run your errands, see your friends when you wanted to, and you don't have that freedom anymore, you know, in that sense. And you need help. And and again, this generation, especially the baby boomers, you know, it's pretty hardy independent. I can do it. And that's great. You know, all of us, me included, I want to do as much as I can for myself. And sometimes we do need to uh, acknowledge that, uh, you know, we do need some help. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That makes perfect sense. Um, 
has there been any clients of yours that um, when they don't understand something that you're, that you're trying to, 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 to make them, um, do any of your clients get um, upset or um, um, have any feelings of um, frustration because they innately they want to be helped by you and they want that they have a desire to work with you, but it's just that they don't quite get what what you're what you're trying to, to say to them, and, uh, and 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 help them with. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think I understand. So, uh, do I have situations when I'm working with clients, I'm asking them to do something, or I I. I bring up something that I see in their energy field and clear it and they don't understand it and get frustrated. Is, is that your question? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it would think of it like this. Um, you're at, you're going to college and um, you're working on a subject that, that you're, that you're terrible at. Um, and you're trying your best to get it done to the best of your ability, but you just continue to fail at it. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, so I would say um, that's actually one of the beauties of my work because I, I work with a lot of subconscious blocks, okay? For all of us, me included. You know, about 5% of our world at the conscious level, things we're quote unquote aware of. The other 95% is at the subconscious, the often the invisible, the, the assumptions we just have built in. <coughs> so, excuse me. So a lot of the work I do gets at those issues, okay? So energetically I can clear, so they don't have to quote unquote logically understand why they're stuck. It's probably not going to be for logical reasons. You know, if you can find a logical reason that resolves an issue, great, let's stay there. And the people that usually see me are stuck. So usually I'm able to help people move through those blocks where they're really stuck. Uh, but everyone will change at a different rate. Some will change very quickly. Others will, will take, will see the changes over time. Excellent. Um, what would you say is, would you, would you, have you ever heard of the saying or the analogy of humans are just the human body is just a host for um, the the soul, and um, once we leave this this earth, this plane of existence, um, that isn't the end. Um, not by a long shot, it's just that the, the host body is no longer necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so again, I'll, I'll share my understanding, what I understand from my conversations with God's source creator, and other people's may have other understandings, which is perfect, you know, everyone choose what makes sense to them. So based on my understanding, yeah, you know, we're here on this earth in this lifetime in a quote unquote physical body for whatever period of time we're meant to be here. Yeah. So when it comes our time to transition to leave the physical body, uh, my understanding is the soul is eternal. So we go on 
And my understanding is uh, we'll go through many soul life experiences. Many of us have had other soul expressions, this life, past lives, parallel lives, future life, off planets. Some have been in other galaxies. Okay. So we're here right now having a quote unquote human experience. You know, you as Sean, me as Mark, you know, and I, I'll speak for myself. I know I've had many, 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 many other soul experiences. I'm an old soul. I know that. Uh, and uh, yeah, the soul will go on. We're here. Uh, we come down to this earth to have certain experiences. Before we even come down, we draw up the type of like experiences our soul wants to, to have so we can learn and grow, okay? So yeah, when it comes time to leave this quote unquote physical body, uh, yeah, our soul will go on. So maybe we just go back to the spirit world for an extended period of time. For others, maybe, maybe some spend a period of time, whatever that is, and then come back and have another soul life experience here on earth or elsewhere. What are your thoughts about reincarnation? Yeah, again, I'm, I'll just speak from my own experience. Yeah, definitely. So not just reincarnation, yeah, from past lives, but we also have parallel lives, things going on right now that we're having other life experiences. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, from a spiritual perspective, absolutely. Again, everyone can decide, uh, you know, if that makes sense to them or not. Again, I'm going to speak for myself. Oh, yeah. I've had many, many incarnations here and elsewhere. I know that. Would you say it's possible to remember your past lives with enough training? Um, yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's some interesting studies. I'm trying to remember. There are um, like studies, like more quote unquote scientific studies of, of, kids that were born more recently that have memories that were had soul experiences like during world war ii and they can remember who they knew as children and describe like where they lived and the people they were around and it it checks out okay it's pretty wild so again everyone's different um but uh yeah. Uh, go ahead. I, I kind of lost my train of thought. What was your question again? Will you repeat it, please, for me? Definitely. My question was, do you think it's possible for, for people to remember their past lives with enough training? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. If that's something of interest. For some people, here's what I see from my own work. So when I'm working with people, like again, I work with typically a lot of my clients are spiritually advanced. So they've been on a spiritual journey for a while and, you know, their consciousness ex is expanding. And even for many that aren't on a spiritual journey right now are experiencing an expansion of consciousness, what some are calling a quote unquote awakening. So what we're seeing during this period of expansion is people are starting to feel other energies from their other lifetimes, past life, parallel lives, future life, all planet lives. It's coming in, they're feeling into the quote unquote now, okay? It used to be more self-contained, now they experience now. And sometimes, like in my sessions, I can do a quick cleanup of a parallel lifetime. So it's not per se like a past life regression and hour and a half session, but uh, I've been on some things myself where I had something pop out of nowhere, made no logical sense. I worked with the, you know, I, I worked on helping myself and I was stuck. So I worked with a high level healer. And she says, uh, yeah, what your experience is from your past life. When you were a healer in a past life, we went into it for, I go, okay. So I was feeling the energies from that past timeline on my current timeline. So yeah, she kind of told me and I go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've had that pattern in, my, in this lifetime too, not just that, that past lifetime. So yeah, sometimes if people are really, really stuck, they've been experienced patterns for sometimes like 61 lifetimes. 
pretty wild, but yes. Would you say that there was a connection between spiritual um, and religion um, as well as um, schizophrenia? Mm, great question. So, again, you know, so my work in energy medicine, so let's say um, a prospective client comes to me and they've been the psychologist, psychiatrist, and they give them a diagnosis of schizophrenia. Okay. So I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. So I won't diagnose. Now, if, if, if they say, again, uh, schizophrenia, they'll say, um, uh, you know, I, I, I hear voices or whatever. Okay. So I'll put that on the on my clipboard and I'll work with the energetics of that hearing voices issue. Okay. So what I'm going to do is not psychiatric, psychological. I'm just going to read the energy of it and the body will tell me what's locked into place. The hear hearing voices issue for that individual and I can clear things again. I can release things as much as I'm allowed by God's source creator. It may be a little, it may be a lot. If they've had it 40 years, uh, you know, it'll probably take some time. Um, again, so each, each situation is unique. Now, again, going to your question about, is there kind of a sometimes overlap between spirituality and schizophrenia? Here's, here's what I'm going to say again, in each case is unique. So it's not in every case, people can have spirits in their field, evil spirits in their field. That may be one factor. Okay. Maybe from this lifetime, other lifetimes, parallel lifetimes, um, they may have curses. They may have, um, ghosts in their field. Okay. Um, yeah. That can be a factor, but I'm not saying it's in all cases. So does that answer your question? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I apologize if any of my questions up to this point have um, been hard for you. Oh, I love them. I, I love having Sean. This has been a great conversation. I like having a free flowing conversation. Uh, cause I'm, you know, cause I, I love people to ask me whatever, whatever's on their plate. And you, you know, you see that I'll, I'll answer or ask, you know, what do we mean about this? And, and I think it's beneficial, you know, for the audience too, cause some of the, I'm sure people in your audience may have similar questions or they may have even more questions. What, um, what are your thoughts, um, on what I guess my, my next question is um, would you say that the questions that I've been asking you um, are difficult or, or, or easy for you to answer? I, well, first of all, I, I want to congratulate because I can, I can tell that you've thought of these questions. These are questions that are meaningful, important to you and perhaps other members of your community. Um, I, you know, I think probably all my years in academia and teaching, I've always loved having conversations. Let me say something, you know, in 2020 today, it's really unusual to have um, um, uh, I'm just going to call it a meaningful exchange discussion with anyone. <laughs> Only maybe people you've known a long time. I, I think I'm going to speak for myself. I think in 2020, uh, kind of getting to know new people, you know, and, and, you know, becoming friends over time and just having these types of wide ranging conversations are very rare today. So I appreciate the opportunity just to share my ideas, my experiences with you and your community, and hopefully they've been of value. Yeah. Um, my fourth to last question, I, 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 I think 
I'm doing my math right. Um, as what would you say as the 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 best and worst feeling that you've ever um, had doing your job. Um, what what I mean by that question is, mm-hmm. have you ever felt like I've done all I can, but I can't do any any more for this person? And have you ever felt like, wow, that person was really grateful, and I'm very grateful to have this to have helped this person? Um, yeah. mm-hmm. did, Great question. Yeah. So I, I think like the yeah the it's kind of to me the the peak experiences again. Again, I'm very clear the type of work for me is very sacred work. I'm very grateful and humbled that people entrust entrust me to basically work with their soul. Let's call it what it is. So, you know, people that come to me usually have had major life traumas from this lifetime or past lives. And, you know, they're stuck, you know, in some level of pain in this lifetime. And it's really incredible when you see a breakthrough. I remember uh, a client I worked on, I've been working with for a while. And one of the early sessions, um, uh, you know, she said, you know, um, you know, had some issues on her plate. And towards the end of the session, uh, I discovered, I said, ooh. This is taking me to a woman in her 60s. I said, this is taking me back to grief. You've been carrying grief since age five. I said, it feels like a male figure died. Do you know who that is? She goes, my father died when I was five. She grew up in France. And um, I said, oh, um, and this can happen. The, the, the father, and this can happen when you know, people quote, quote, transition, quote, unquote, die, as you, we just talked about earlier, leave their physical body and exit, you know, sometimes certain souls get stuck on this plane, especially if they felt like they died too young, or they felt like their, their mission wasn't accomplished for this lifetime. So what had been happening, what I see a lot is sometimes so ghosts, so ghosts are people that used to have a human body and for a variety of reasons, their soul never left the earthly plane, okay? Many are benevolent ghosts, some are not, but most are benevolent. But if they're hanging around a person, they distort their energy field and they, without meaning any harm, they're taking the energy of the person, okay? And what had happened in this case, her father had been with her since age five. He didn't want to leave her because he felt he he went too early. I worked with the father to send him to the light to cross over his soul. When I did that and finished, she goes, for the first time in my life, I feel like I can breathe again. Wow. Gone 55 years with kind of breathing issues when we sent the soul to the light. Her father that just wanted to take care of his daughter she could breathe again. That's that's amazing. Again, that's from God Source Creator. That's a very humbling experience. That's when I talk about working with souls. You know, wow. What an honor and a privilege to be able to do that type of work and serve people in that way. So that's would something. Say, I'm sorry? Would you, would you say that that... that um, makes your work worthwhile? It's one of the reasons. Um, it's like I said, I, I know I came in this lifetime and I've had many lifetimes where my, my role, my mission for that, this lifetime and others 
has been to be a humanitarian, to make the world just a little bit better place in my own way. And um, I, again, I think this type of work I'm doing now, wow, that's incredible. Again, it's very humbling work. It's very profound. And I, again, I'm grateful to be able to, to serve people and humanity in this way at this time. Um, then going back to your, the second part of the question, you know, the, the, it's, you know, there are times, uh, I'll, I've always said this, there's a time and place for everything. So my work helps a lot of people and sometimes people just need a different experience. Okay. Maybe they have a shoulder pain and the best person to serve them with that shoulder pain for that point in time is an acupuncturist or a chiropractor. And if I just say, like, we're not making any progress, it, you, we usually do, but, you know, or, or if they come to me, I just said, you know, I get intuitive information from, from God and the archangels. They said, find a Cairo. You know, I'll say, feels like a Cairo. And they go, you know, I've been thinking about that. And I just got a, you know, friend just gave me three names of them. So I said, yeah, look into that. That feels like that will best serve you. So I'm always about doing what's for the best and highest good of my clients. What would you say is the most positive and um, the most constructive feedback you've gotten from your clients? Yeah, I think the most constructive feedback uh, is just their amazement of how much different they felt after working with me. Again, everyone's going to be different, but often after one or two sessions. And like I said, when I think, and the big picture, what I really, again, everyone's different, but love seeing is when people are, you know, like pretty, pretty and pretty quote unquote desperate situation, like kind of looking over the edge of the cliff, you, after working, you know, again, through God's horse career, the archangels of my light team, they have hope again. They said, okay, yeah, I still got challenges on my plate and I can do this. Wow. I think that's one of the peak experiences for me. Do you ever have to utilize your special skills in your, your own life? All the time. <laughs> you know, I, um, like I said, um, I do a lot of self-healing for myself. Lots of times I can help myself, okay? Uh, you know, I'm human, things come up, you know, my, my, my foot aches or my hand aches, you know? I said, hmm, that's interesting, what's going on here? You know, and I didn't bump it or anything, uh, you know, and I can clear it. And then, and then sometimes when I'm really stuck, I'll work with other healers, you know, because we all hit the walls. We all, you know, important to practice self-care for ourselves and also recognize that there are times when we need outside help that will move us along. If let's say that and that there are um, listeners interested in learning more about what you do and they want to contact you and last that lastly how would I do that and do you have any final words of advice yeah so yeah if, if uh, again thank you everyone for listening to our conversation it's been a lot of fun I again I hope you've gotten a lot of value and if you think there's you know like to learn a little bit more about what I do you I encourage you to visit my website at People and Pets, plural, energetics.com. That's www.people, like people, and then the word and, A-N-D, pets, P-E-T-S, and then energetics, E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-C-S.com. People and Pets, energetics.com, or you can go to your favorite search engine, just enter in the search term, People and Pets Energetics. It'll take you to my website. You can also check out my Facebook business page. It's also 
people and pets energetics and uh, there you can learn more information sign up for my free e-newsletter get get some free gifts uh, or you know look around and just think uh, yeah I'd like to work with Mark you can book a session online so that's the best way to reach me do you have a LinkedIn page uh, I do I do have a LinkedIn page which I can send to you and you can put in the notes um, yeah I do and also do you have a Yelp page where people can like either positive or, or negative reviews for you? Um, I primarily use uh, Facebook. People can write a testimonial. I have some there. I have a, a testimonial uh, section on my website. There's a testimonial link where people can get a sense of people's experiences. Um, yeah, that's where they, what they can do. Lastly, do you have any final words of advice? Yeah, so again, thank you everyone for listening to our conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're really in a lot of uncharted, uncertain times. And I think we're gonna be in this kind of state of flux for quite a while, okay, of uncertainty. So I think more than ever, I think it's going to be important to uh, tap into our own intuition, our own inner knowing, our inner knowing that comes from our connection. Again, everyone can believe what, whatever they want to believe. But for me, from God's source creator, you know, getting into that stillness, you will get answers. Okay. So, um, um, you know, so I would encourage people to listen to their intuition and develop the skills of, of using your intuition on a daily basis, both for your personal life and professional life. Because uh, I think in the upcoming years, often there are not gonna be any clear roadmaps. Uh, you'll need to more than ever trust yourself, trust your inner guidance, trust your connection to the universe and you'll get the answers for your next steps. Uh, and I, I almost forgot to ask you um, how important is it to you for people to get to know themselves? That's, that's the key because ultimately, uh, yeah, Everything is kind of from within to without because what for me makes me happy in my life and makes my life meaningful may not be the same things for other people. So yeah, get to know yourself, know thyself, and then go from there. Yeah, it's always from within to without, and that way you'll know how to design a life that's right for you, that's for your best and highest good, and for all those concerned. Who was it that, that said, who, that thought of that amazing saying called, know thyself? Um, I believe I, Socrates, but, you know, we'll, we'll look, we'll know, you know, listeners yeah. can check. I think it was Socrates, I believe. Excellent. Um, I want to thank you so much for being on my show, my radio show. Um, I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. And I also hope that we can stay in contact with each other. Um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, Sean, thanks again for having me on your show. And again, I you know, hope the listeners got some value from our conversation and you know, run with some of the ideas that are meaningful to them. Would you like me to email you? Um, the link or oh yeah yeah when it's when you when you have it posted please do i'll be posting it on my social media websites my website and all that stuff yes sounds like a plan um it was i guess i'll talk i'll do you how would i like you on facebook go to my um 
go to my uh, People and Pets Energetics. <coughs> In the email I sent you, there's a link there uh, to connect to my Facebook business page. And yeah, if you'd like to like my page, that'd be great. I'll definitely do that. Okay. Um, take care. Okay. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.